Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it Blessings, blessings, good afternoon, morning, evening, wherever you may be, whatever time it is that you're hearing the sound of our voice, we give God all the praise, glory, and the honor, and we welcome you to the It's Real Radio broadcast. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, it is indeed a pleasure and an honor to join with you in the airwaves. we got an exciting show for you planned today. But before we dive into that, we feel that it is it is vital that we lift up our brothers and sisters that are, are facing difficult times right now. Um, we want to lift up everybody, everyone that's in the state of Florida that is still caught in the midst of this violent storm. We for all of your safety your um, recovery, your peace, and your strength in the midst of this. We also want to lift up our brothers and sisters in the Caribbean that have now withstood Irma but are facing very difficult times ahead because of the devastation that Irma has wreaked in their lives there. So we just want to take this before the throne of God and stand in the gap, stand on the watch and on our our post as as intercessors and as brothers and sisters in the faith. Father God, we just thank you, we praise you, we give you glory and honor because you are our God, because you are our Father, and because there is nothing that goes past you that you have not already made a way of escape of. I understand, Father, that there are those that are being gripped with fear because of all of the the reports that are out there and all of the real-time things that they're going through. Father, we don't make light what they're going through. We realize that it is real. It is real. Devastation is real. Loss of property is real. Loss of life is real. But, Father, even in the midst of all this devastation, you are yet God. You are yet on the throne, and you are yet able. You are able to provide strength where strength is needed. You are able to stand up and calm the storm. You are able to cover those 
under your wings, Father God, and keep them safe and protective. You are able, Father God, to replace all that may be lost. And we thank you for that, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would calm the fears right now, that, Lord, you would keep our, our loved ones safe from hurt, harm, and danger, and that, Father, those that suffer any type of loss, Lord, that you will show them that you are a mighty and almighty God in the replacement of the things that they hold so dear. So we thank you for all of it, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus the Christ, and we say amen and thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well. I want to welcome my beautiful co-host. I've got both of my co-hosts on the line at the beginning of the show today, and I am so, so psyched and excited for that. Hi, guys. I know that my, my dear funny man is under the weather, but I thank God for his healing and his strength, and he decided to join us anyway. So we thank and praise God for that. So, um, Tanya, hey, how you doing? Hey, beautiful. I hope you feel better. I am literally at the downside of my sickness. I had my sickness at the beginning of last week, and it was really rough. And I had to work and and kept going and pressing towards it. So I'm at the end of mine, and we're going to be praying for you because it don't make you feel good. And we have storms down here, they say, coming, and we might have to evacuate, they're saying, to Atlanta. But we're just Mm. trusting God, and I'm awesome, and I thank God for everything that he's done. And everything that he's doing. Amen. 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 Mr. DL. I just I just think you know I I see you got your very white voice on today, D L. God is is still on the throne, so because he's on the throne, I'm gonna be all right. But to God be glorious uh excuse me, good to be here. Sorry about um my voice. Uh, you know, I wanted that I, I did want to be here because I, you know, all the listeners, I don't know if they understand. Um, none of this stuff is how can I say it is rehearsed. It's strictly from the spirit, and so we get blessed as well because we don't know where God is going to take us or how He's going to lead us. And so, uh, even though you guys are enjoying it, I think I can speak for all of us and say that we enjoy it as well. And we learn from it as well as God is speaking and, and using each and every one of us. Amen. Absolutely. Now, that's true. And as he said, none of it is rehearsed. Um, we just shoot from our hearts and from the Spirit of God. So, you know, and and it comes across as God would have it come across. And that's, I think, what makes us so relevant and the show so interesting is because we don't put God in a box. We allow him to be who he is, and we give him free reign. So, yeah, that's that's very, very vital and important. So thank you for that. Thank you for putting that out there. Well, our topic today (laughs) is breaking the routine of mediocrity. And I'm excited about that. I really, really am. I heard somebody last week, and they made a statement, and what they said was routine is what you build around what you think you can't change. Let me say that again. Routine is what you build around what you think you can't change. 
and this has been so prevalent to me this week because of all of the sensational um, headlines that's been going across. And, and you know, I, I understand that the storm is real. I lived in, in Florida for 11 years, so I understand hurricanes. I, I was actually in New Jersey for Hurricane Sandy. I understand the severity of it and how real it is. But one thing that really caught my mind between Harvey and Irma and them being back-to-back and Jose coming right behind there is that our media outlets and most of our posts on Facebook and what have you have such fear in people's hearts and in their minds, and they slip into a routine of, woe is me, oh, my God, I'm scared, I don't know if I'm going to make it, and they literally spoke out devastation before it ever arrived, whereas there was some of us that were standing on post and saying, no, 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 I don't care what the media says, God, you are still in control, and you can turn the storm. You can quiet the storm. You can push the storm out. So if you have noticed over the past few days, the storm has been shifting. It has been downgrading. It has been changing its path. It has changed a lot, okay? And I believe that the saints of God, when we get on our post and don't slip into that normal routine of what the media is saying and regurgitating everything that we hear, we have the ability to make a change. We can never, ever get into that place of settling for mediocrity, which means that we take light of the authority that God has placed in us and the ability that he has given us to speak for his command. Now, I understand nature. I understand that we are actually called to work alongside nature, but we do have the ability to curtail nature as well, okay? So, you know, we have to keep our ear to the the breast of God and make sure that we're hearing clearly from him what it is he's desiring. Now, in the midst of storms, that can be devastating. We're, we're, they're still digging out from Harvey two weeks ago, okay? And that was a major devastation to the people of South, um, South Texas and West Louisiana. I understand that. But in the midst of all of that, God has still stood up and showed himself strong. And in, in a country that one week prior to Harvey was so divided and the people were at one another and actually killing one another over racial issues and things, we saw people coming together hand in hand, working hand in hand and saying, you know what, we're in this thing together. So it's amazing how God can show up in the midst of devastation and and pain and hurt to show himself mighty and bring us together. Did he cause it to do that? I don't believe believe he did. I don't believe he wanted to see people hurt, but I do believe he used that opportunity to stand up and show himself strong. So in when we allow him to work in us and through us, we step out of that place of mediocrity. We step out of that place of aligning ourselves with the ways of the world, with the fears of the world, with the words of the world, and we allow ourselves to become great in God and utilize what he has given us, the power and the authority that he has placed within us so that we can press on and be the atmospheric changers that he calls us to be. He 
called us to establish his kingdom in the earth realm. And until we rise up out of that place of mediocrity, we can never do that. So back to the statement about being in a routine, it's what you build around what you think you can't change. Okay, so we fall into a routine because we feel like we can't change what is going on. So whatever it is, it just becomes routine. It becomes routine to be fearful. It becomes routine to repeat what we're hearing the news reporters say. It becomes routine to just believe the worst instead of making the difference and causing the best to come forth. So that's what we want to talk about tonight. Um, I, but the apostle where the church I attend while I'm in Atlanta said something this morning, and it struck a nerve in conjunction with the, the topic of today. And he said that we need to get to a place of posture to receive a new thing. So if we're going to get to a place of posture to receive a new thing, we've got to come out of the routine. We'll never get into that place if we're staying in that same cycle that same routine, that same place of I I can't do anything about this situation, woe is me, whatever, whatever. I know I heard Tam said at the beginning of the show that, you know, they may have to evacuate. Now, they're in Augusta. They may have to come to Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. The governor has declared the next two days a state of emergency for the whole state of Georgia, Okay, and schools are closed, government buildings are closed, but nevertheless, we are called to stand up and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Just because he says it's a state of an emergency, my emergency is to be who God has called me to be in the midst of this and stand firm in the ways and the word of God and declare what thus saith the Lord. They had originally last week said that when Irma got to Atlanta, it would be a Category 1 storm. We came against that thing. Now they're saying it is going to be a tropical depression. It's like, okay, so let's now come and say it's going to be some water and some wind and it's going to keep on going. We're going to be all right. Um, But it just, we, we we have to make sure that we position ourselves both vocally and spiritually to come out of that mediocrity, that place of whatever they're saying in the airwaves, I'm just going to bow to that and allow that to, to guide me. You know, whatever they're saying gives you ammunition to use in your prayer. That's what that does. It doesn't mean that you have to cower underneath it. Now, I'm not telling people not to leave. If they tell you to leave, leave, okay? Please don't misunderstand me. But at the same time, you still want to hear the voice of God and say, God, how do I attend to this in the spirit realm? It's not just about what's happening in the natural. It's about the spirit realm as well. So I'm just putting all of this out on the table, and I'm going to release it. And I'm going to let my, my peeps my peeps share and speak on what's on their heart. So, um, D.L., I'm going to let you go first um, because I don't know if you're going to fade <laughs> on us or not, but I'm believing that as you open your mouth and declare, declare and decree what's in your heart and your spirit that God is going to strengthen you even in your physical being. So go for it, my brother. Uh, yes, um, you know, I guess when I uh, think the, uh, the 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 topic, uh, I begin to think about um, how how is God? People always ask me the question: Is God uh, limited? And of course, 
you know, our, our, our answer would be, well, no, he's not limited, but he is if we limit him, if we put God in a box, if we're, uh, if we're mediocre, you know, uh, God has called us to be more than conquerors. So we know, therefore, that we are, we are not mediocre, uh, but we're more than conquerors. We have to be more than that. Um, and so what I say to mediocrity and, 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 you know, people are born originals, but most die copies. And what I simply mean by that is that when God called you out, he called you to be an original. He didn't call you to be like anybody else. You know, we isn't it amazing that we can all go to the same um, verse in the Bible, but because of who we are, we may get a different revelation with the same message. Um, but what I say in all of that is that we, can, we can't be uh, – we can't be mystical, um, with the things that God uh, has called for us to do. But when we put him in a box, uh, when we limit him, um, and that is through our own mind and our own thinking that we, we limit him, then we can't get to the place that he would have us to be. There is no way in the world that we can do the things that God has called us to do being mediocre. And that's the issue with a lot of us is that uh, few are called, many are called, but few are chosen, um, as the scripture tells us. And uh, the ones that are chosen are, are chosen for something great. If we knew everything that we had to go through in order to get to the places where we're at, uh, then some of us wouldn't wouldn't do it. Because it, it causes you to be great. It, it, it causes you to be better than be, being uh, mediocre or, or walking in the spirit of mediocrity. Our call is normally called with things that we have to overcome, there are things that we have to, to walk over, there are things that we have to fight, and there are things that we have to even humble ourselves in. And none of those things comes with a personality or a spirit of mediocrity, but it comes with the spirit of greatness. And so that's what God is looking for us to be. He's looking for us to be uh, great um, in our walk, in our witness. And so um, that's where I'm at. You guys have to give me, I'm on a whole bunch of drugs, so I hope I'm making some type of sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, I'm just, I'm so yeah. drugged up, I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. Amen, amen. Tanya? You know, I'm like with D and where you are, sis, with all this. I'm trusting God for what it is. And whatever it is, his will be done. I've seen things coming so fast that if this has to go, then that's God's will. As long as we survive and we're healthy and we can make it, then we can always do it again. I believe, like you're saying, God is calling us all to a state of emergency to pray for each other, care for each other, and love each other because we've been divided lately. And then we have something go on in the, in, in the White House that starts dividing us even more. And I believe that all these state of emergencies and this and that, like you're saying, that's in Atlanta, this is here. 
Well, guess what? Sometimes there's nowhere to run or hide. I don't want to run. I'm not going to run, and I'm not going to hide. But I'm going to stand firm on what God said. He would never leave nor forsake me. And that's where my trust is. It really is a calmness. I'm cooking right now. I told you I'm cooking a little storm meal. This is going to be a good one. So however it is, <laughs> I thank God for it. I'm like you, Seth. You know, we've done some changes in our store. And you hear some people go, I love it. And you hear some people go, why did you have to change it? Why did you have to do this? Why did you have to do that? And I go, change is good. Because when you're to a point in your life where you can never change, then you're going to miss out on good things that's soon to come. And I'm going to end it on that. Mm-hmm. Something, I believe, from God that you've never had. Then you got to give God, you need to do something for God that you've never done. So what I'm asking is, what are, so you won't be in the mediocrity. What are you doing different, like you saying, sis, in your life that change can come? Awesome, awesome. I I agree with both of you and, and very, very great um assessments of what's going on. I'm with you, sis. I don't already cook. Okay. It's like hey <clears throat> it is what it is. You know what? One thing and I thank God for this, I have never um even in the world been a scary type person. Um, even if someone comes at me, I have a tendency to get angry before I get frightened. It's like when I think back on it, it'd be like, oh, snap, girl, you out your mind. But I've always had had that about me um, that I cannot cower to fear. And, and, I, and I thank God for that. I really, really do. And, and sometimes it's not always wise. I'll admit that. You know, I've put myself in positions that possibly I probably shouldn't have been in, and I should have thought twice before I got into the position, and thank God for Jesus. But nevertheless, I've never been that person to cower. But I, I, even more so now, that I know who I am in God, that I know the God that I serve, even more importantly, and I know what his word has decreed and declared, and I see men and women of God who are are, are supposedly walking in the fullness of who he is in their lives, all of a sudden just get fearful at the sound of what man says. You know, and and that bothers me. It really does. And I think that is a place of mediocrity that, you know, when you don't realize your worth, your authority, the power that is in you. I know we talk about this a lot on this show, but I think it's very, very important because people need to open up their hearts and their minds to God and understand who you serve. What did his word say, and did he not say bring his word back to his remembrance? So when these things come, and again, I'm not making light of it, I understand the severity of different situations. So please understand, I'm not making light of anything that you may be walking through, but no matter what it is that you're walking through, God is still yet God. He is still yet God. I, last Sunday was 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 very surreal to me. I got a call from my husband, um, first telling me that a dear friend of mine who um, we've been friends since high school, that her husband had passed, 
And I was like, what? You know, and this was just caught me out of the blue. And then a few hours later, I get a call from my daughter saying, you know, you really need to keep your grandbaby in prayer because her sister just died. I'm going, what? And, I mean, this is like back-to-back. This is all in the same day. It was kind of like one of those Job experiences. And then I found out that my friend whose husband died was actually going through chemo because she had been diagnosed with cancer. And all of this was just coming, and I, and I, I started to make reference um, because at that time there was all the talk about the hurricanes that were coming, and, and then there was there was in the middle of the week they talked about Irma, and then right on the heels of Irma was Jose, and then off to the west of Irma was Katharia or whatever that the other one's name was, and then there was the earthquake in, in Mexico, the 8.0 earthquake in Mexico, and it was just like things were happening back to back to back to back to back. And in the natural, I mean, even if you are not a believer in God, you need to open up your eyes and see things are happening all around us. How are we going to handle it? Are we going to allow fear to grip us every time we get a bad word? Are we going to allow our emotions, things, things happen and they make us sad and, you know, and, and it, you, you begin to be like this is unfair or you go through all these different things. But at the same time, you cannot afford to lose sight of who you serve. Who do you serve? So that if there is a loss of life, did they know Christ? Because if they did, well, we will see them again. It will be a missing of that person in the physical here on the on earth, but you already know you're going to see them again. Last week was so devastating for my daughter and, and my granddaughter is because it was the same weekend 17 years ago that she lost her husband. So for her husband's daughter to pass the same weekend as her husband, you know, years later, it was just like they were already, they don't do well on Labor Day weekend because it's always this kind of memoriam to Tim. But it was like it just hit him so hard. But I'm like, I, I had to say, who, who do we serve? Who do we serve? So in little instances like that, when you have to be someone else's strength, you don't have time to agree with the the ways of the world, to agree with um, that, that place of mediocrity. You have to rise above it and say, okay, God, what is my position in this? This is what we're talking about, positioning yourself to receive a new thing. Okay, God, I need a word because I need a word to, to transform to to give to someone else for strength, for comfort, to to see them through this hard time. Everybody may not be where we are. Everybody may not be walking the same walk. Everybody may not be in the same place of God. But in these moments, in these trying times, in these hurtful times, in these fearful times, if we have not positioned ourselves and put ourselves in a place to receive a new thing, or let me change this, to receive a new fresh word from heaven to impart into someone's life, then there's a problem. There's a problem. So we have got to get beyond that place of mediocrity, that place of emotion, that place of feeling sorry for ourselves and even those around us. I don't have time to have a pity party with you. I have to be able to stand in in my place as a watchman on a wall, as an intercessor, and pray for you. Because if I get caught up in a pity party for you, then I am 
sinking into that woe is me place that you're in. I need to be strong to pull you up and out of that place that you're at. Not just to, to be there in the midst, in the place, same place that you are, even if I'm in your midst, I need to have a purpose for being there. And that purpose is to encourage you. That purpose is to allow the Spirit of God to strengthen you. So we have to get to a place where we can posture ourselves to receive a new thing. It only takes one person to change the trajectory or the direction of a thing. Think about that. One person can change the whole dynamics of a situation. Look at David. David is one of my favorite people just because he was so imperfect and God used him so mightily. So I love David. Okay. But when you think about it, when David was that youth, you know, they say, the, the scholars say he probably wasn't more than about 14, 15 years old when he faced Goliath. It took one person to come in the midst of a situation of fear, just like people are going through right now with this storm. One person came in. All of Israel has shrunk back in fear. His big brothers, even Saul the king, all the warriors of Israel have backed up in fear of this giant. But this one little boy came in in the strength of his God and change the whole dynamic, change the whole direction. And once Goliath fell, then the warriors of Israel pursued the Philistines and overcame them. But it took the work of one person. So we've got to get in place. We've got to understand that some of the things that we're going through is uh, causing us to align ourselves with the things um, of God so that we can see God mighty. Remember, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We talked about testimonies last week. Think about that. Your testimony, your true testimony is what will get you from place to place to place because like David said, well, hey, there was a lion and I killed a lion. There was a bear and I killed a bear. So what is this uncircumcised Philistine? He ain't no better than that lion or that bear. And David recognized that it wasn't in his own strength and his own might that he killed that lion and killed that bear, but it was in the spirit of God. But we have to understand that every time we go through something, it can be a devastation, it could be a loss, it could be just a total disappointment in something. But every time we go through something, we can use that to lift us up out of that place of mediocrity and propel us into a place of greatness as long as we're pliable in God's hands, as long as God is able to step in our midst and do what he needs to do in the midst of the circumstance. So we've got to learn to position ourselves in our circumstances so that God can do what he needs to do. Now, I don't want to hog all the, the airtime here, so... Um, I'm a release now. I'm a release. So um, either one of you that have something else that they want to share, please step forth. Dee, I know. Go ahead, Dee. Look, I know how it is when you ain't feeling good and you're trying to use that last bit of breath. I just went through that. So you go ahead. D.L.? Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. I told you I'm <laughs> I'm about, I'm about out of them drugged up. Well, you know, like you, you, God has just been so 
so good um, to each and every one of us and and what he's done in our lives. And, and, and hold on. And, and like I said, once again, it comes to me an understanding of, of learning God, even through, you know, um, even through my my sickness. I truly believe God for um, the healing, and it's it's knowing that God is big enough um, to to heal your body and and to um, to be able to deliver you. And sometimes it comes with just the mindset of just being better than uh, not thinking more, not not thinking too highly of yourself than you ought to, but loving uh, God enough and, and allowing Him to do what He needs to do in your life. And so, uh, for me, I, you know, mediocrity is not even a a word that I even deal with because God's just too great. He's been too great in my life. Uh, for me to be mediocre. Um, I just truly believe and honestly believe that, you know, what he has called us out to be originals. He's called us out to be the head and not the tail. There's nothing mediocre about God. And if God isn't inside of us, then, then we are called to, to be uh, that, that greatness that he has called us to be. And so I just thank God for just the mindset of wanting to be um, who he's called me to be, be a kingdom builder and be kingdom minded. And when you can be kingdom minded, then there is no room for mediocrity. That's good. I like that. I like that. It's all about the kingdom. And once we can get that kingdom mindset going, then we understand we have to understand the rules and the regulations of the kingdom and, and flow in that. And like you said, mediocrity, it, it, it is not a part of the kingdom. We, we live, we have a dual citizenship, so we live both in the, the natural here in the earth realm, but our, we still have our kingdom citizenship, and the kingdom is a very opulent place. There is nothing normal or average about the kingdom. It flows. Just, I mean, just hear the the um, description of heaven and, you know, gates of pearl and rivers of pure gold and, and all the different ways that it is it is described. And I'm not trying to just equate um, the the value of it in that respect, but understand that, you know, our God, we were created in the image and likeness of our God. So therefore he and he is definitely not an average God. Okay, there's nothing normal about our God. He is a supernatural being. So if we were created in his image and likeness, then there are things that we can aspire to. And being a change agent in this natural realm is one of those things, and we've got to rise to that place. One of the reasons why I really wanted to do this show today is because of all the devastation and all the things that people are going through, and we're going to have people that we're going to need to speak into their lives. So we need to rise above our own possible fears, our own intrepidation, our own places of uncertainty so that we can be that strength and that light for them, you know. So we've got to rise and we've got to put ourselves and posture ourselves in a place where God can speak to us 
and through us into the lives of others. Go ahead, Tanya. I just think what you both were saying is really powerful, especially when you refer speaking, sis, and just about we have to rise up and take our stand as watchmen on the wall. Now, I'm going to speak to the ones out there who are listening that you're maybe not there yet because I know how that feels because I remember my sister's always been strong, um, Elder Colette. When she took off with Jesus, she took off. And I was the one that took off, and I sat by the sidelines sometimes and seemed good and looking around and doing all those kind of things and found myself in more than I should have. So I'm speaking to the ones out there that maybe you're not there yet. But what she's basically saying is, no, we don't expect you to be there if you're not. We understand that you may have fears. But that's why we say a mediocrity. When are you going to get to the point, I told people all the time, I knew somebody to curse people out all the time. Don't, aren't you tired of that? You know, are you tired of being scared? Are you tired of being fearful? Are you tired of being angry and giving up in the middle? I've been there, all those things. But eventually, just like what Elder Colette is saying and just like what D.L. is saying, you you got you to be able to take a stand. You got to be able to stand up straight and put your chest out and say, Lord, I trust you. Because, see, that's where the true faith comes when things, when the winds does blow, like what we're going through right now. And the waters may rise, just like what they say we're going to go through. Where you may have to lose everything. I don't wish that on anybody. I know what that's like. But I know that God is a restorer. I know that the, the same God is the same one like Job said, what my sister said, and says, I apologize. I mean that for your loss on both ends. And my heart and my prayers are with you right now. But she's not the only one. I know what it's like to feel like Job. But he, and even Job waddled he, a little bit. And he, and he buckered a little bit like, what did I do? Basically. What did I do to deserve all this? Didn't I tithe? Didn't I give? Didn't I love? Didn't I treat? Yes, it was all those things. But if he would not have been tried if it was not, I believe, a little gate open where the enemy could have came in. See how God said, you could do anything, you better not touch your hair on his head. So what you got to get to a place is, yes, you may be feeling like Job right now. The one thing I know is he got to this place where he said, if this is the same, my God, my God is the same God. Truly, if he gave it, he has the right to take it away. And if he takes it away, truly, he'll be justified in every way. But isn't he the same God? He'll bring it back even greater, if that's what he chooses. See, that's the trust now that we have to have, sad but true. It's time to put on the big boy pants. It's time to put on the big girl underwear. And you got to realize, okay, you got to come out of diapers. Some of you may be in pull-ups. I know what that's like. But eventually you want to come out and you want to put something on that you know. Dirt yourself up. As my husband say to me all the time when I go to work and I'm like, you know what? He know what he said? Dip your shield. Dip your shield, Tanya. See, when they fought mm. all that time, they warred all those times, and they killed people, and they won wars. But, what the, yeah, they drank and ate maybe a day. But after that, they, what were they doing, sis? They were girding themselves up, right, D? They were scratching yeah, their shield. Yeah. They were sharpening their swords for the next battle. God never said it would not be days like this. But I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. He said he would never leave nor forsake you. And he didn't say your stuff won't go away, your worldly treasures. 
He didn't say sometimes you may not lose somebody that you love, a relationship or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But what he did say is that he would never leave nor forsake you. Stand on that today. You can get another mm-hmm. house. Maybe God had to wash that away to give you one even greater. Maybe he had to wash that carbon away because it was too hard on you right now, and you had to give it up. You didn't know how, so he had to wash that away. Maybe this storm, people think a storm is bad, but sometimes a curse can be a blessing, and a blessing can be a curse. So look at it for what it is, and know that if God is in it, because I heard you say, sis, uh, um, storm such and such, storm such and such, the earthquake in Mexico. But how many of you are really saying out there, through all this, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm done, sis. Glory, 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 glory. That's it. That's true. That is real. That is real. You know, we, we it, perfection is everything, seriously. How you perceive what you're going through will dictate how you get through it. Seriously, that's, man, that's the honest for God truth. Your perception of what it is that you're walking through will dictate how you get through it, okay? So if you're going through calamity after calamity, storm after storm, issue after issue, and you're shrinking back in fear, then it's going to grip you and it's going to take you a very long time to recover, to recover emotionally, to recover physically, to recover spiritually. But if you walk through it saying, in the midst of it all, Lord, yet will I serve you, yet will I praise you. Father, I don't feel like praising you right now. In fact, I'm a little upset right now that you will allow me to walk through this. But even in the midst of it all that I'm walking through, you are still yet God. I know you have not left me. I know you haven't forsaken me, though if I looked in the natural, I'd be like, where the heck were you when I was going through all of this? I know you could come back to me the same way you came to Job and said, well, where were you when I hung the stars and the moon, when I placed the sun in its proper place, when I put the earth on its axle so that it would turn just at the right time? You know, where were you? When I created you, where were you, okay? When I created the constellations, where were you, you know? So we we want to make sure that our perception is correct in what we're walking through. And that's why why we come to you guys every week. Our show is that of of talking about the issues and, and walking through different situations and scenarios in our lives and being transparent before you in order to encourage you, in order to give you a new perspective, in order to give you a new place of a point of reference. Okay, what is your point of reference for what you're walking through? In all that you go through, your point of reference should point you back to the Word of God and the Spirit of God. The Word of God so that you can encourage yourself in the Word, the Spirit of God so that you know that he dwells within you and he will give you the strength to withstand and walk through whatever it is that you're going through. We come to you so that we can give you alternative facts, okay, to what the world is saying to you. Right now, if you turn on CNN, MSBC, or whatever the thing is, you know, um, Fox News, 
any of them, the Weather Channel, any of them that you turn on at this given point in time, all it's going to tell you about is the devastation that's going on and the, the imperil um, the, that is coming. Okay, so we have devastated Key West. We've devastated Naples. We've gone through Fort Myers. Now we're up into Tampa, and the devastation continues. That's all they're going to regurgitate to you, every one of them will tell you about the devastation, will tell you about this and put this fear in your heart and that fear in your heart. And we're tracking the storm, and it's going to hit such and such a place at such and such a time. But we came today to put faith and hope and trust in your heart so that even though the world is talking about all the devastation, you can yet say, oh, but I serve a mighty God. I serve a God who is able, that even in the midst of, I can be like Job and say, Lord, but if you slay me, even if you decide to bring me home to you, I'm yet going to serve you. I'm yet going to praise you. I'm yet going to trust you. Amen. I'm yet going to depend on you. I'm yet going to believe you. Amen. In the midst of it all, we don't even pretend that it's easy all the time. We're not going to fake the funk and tell you, oh, you should just be there. Like my sister just said, some of you aren't there. We understand that, but that's why we come to you on a weekly basis to help you get there, to help encourage you so that you're not all you're hearing is the bad. All you're hearing is the negative. One thing about our news outlet, for the rating sake, for the sake of the ratings, they're going to sensationalize everything. Everything is going to be blown up. Everything is going to be catastrophic. Every, just listen to the words they say. Devastation, catastrophic. Oh, it's just horrible. Okay. That's all you hear, and if that's all you're putting into your system, if that's all that's going into your ear gate, if that's all that your mind is comprehending, then that's what you're going to believe. We come so that we can give you something different to believe on, some truth. Now, we're not saying that what they're saying isn't that. Love is real. I'm not going to take that away, but guess what? My God is more real. My God is more powerful. My God is able in the midst of it. Let me tell you something. When Wilma came through, this is a true story, and I guess that's why I'm, I, I don't cower at the sight of hurricanes because I know the power of my God. When Wilma came through Florida, I was living in Florida at the time, and I kid you not, my grandson at the time was two years old, Mark Anthony, just so it was 11 years ago because he'll be 13 on the 20th of this month. He was two years old. He, he his mom, his two older brothers, his sister, um, myself and my husband were all living together at the time, okay? So the storm was coming through early a.m. Everybody slept through the first half of the storm. Woke up when the eye of the storm was over. We were in we were in Boynton Beach at the time. The eye of the storm was over Boynton Beach. Everybody, we went outside, looked at it, because everybody knew the hurricane was coming. At least you have warnings with them. We went out. It was just as calm and peaceful. You could actually look up in the heavens and could see the eye of the storm. Seriously. It was just, it was just peace and quiet. It was unbelievable. 
every one of us, including the two-year-old baby, went back inside and slept through the second half of the storm. Now, they say the back half is the dirty half is the worst half. We went back inside, slept through that half of it. When we woke up and went outside the next time, I promise you, there were cars up in the trees. There was total devastation, trees laying down, windows shattered, broke out. I mean, there was just mess all around us. If I tell you our building wasn't touched, it was not touched. And we slept through the storm, both sides. So that's the peace of God. That's what I'm talking about. The the worst thing we came out of it with was that we didn't have power but for two weeks. But when you can walk outside and just look across the corner, go around the corner and see cars up in a tree, I mean, this is the power of God to protect you in the midst of the storm. So when I tell you that you can have peace in the midst of the storm, I'm telling you what I know, both literally and spiritually and emotionally. It was like we covered ourselves, went to sleep, and that was that. When Sandy came through um, New York and New Jersey, I was there with a friend of mine. She had a basement in her house. Now, think about this. Now, I lived in Florida 11 years, never got evacuated from a hurricane. Here I am in New Jersey, 9 o'clock at night, the fireman knocks on the door and says, you have to evacuate, you must leave, because she lived on a bay. So the water, the surge, and everything was inevitable. It was going to come. 9 p.m., you've got to leave. So we got up, packed up the car, her children and myself. My husband was actually in New York with his father because his father was an elderly man. Still, he's 90-something years old today. But he went there to spend time with his dad so his dad wouldn't ride out the storm alone. And I was in New Jersey with my friend. We packed up the car. Hear what I'm saying to you. This is the power of God, and this is why we're trying to encourage you. We got the car, went to back out, and before we backed out the driveway, I'm like, hold up, hold up. No, we're going to cover this house. We started covering that house in prayer. We spoke to that basement that it would not flood. We spoke to that, that area around that house. There would be no devastation. We decreed and declared the word, the very word of God. As God gave utterance, we spoke it, and we left. Okay, with the knowledge that this house is covered by the grace of God. We went to uh, my girlfriend's sister-in-law's house. We spent the night, got up the next morning to come to see, survey the devastation, quote, unquote, right? If I tell you, now remember, she lived on a base. She was, a, what, two blocks from the water, all right? When we got back to that house that morning, we actually had to come through police barricades because they weren't even letting anybody back into the area unless you actually lived there. So we came through that. We got to her house. The water, the debris, the trash, everything that swooped up from the bay literally stopped one house before hers. You could actually see the debris in the street. It was all piled up. There was massive flooding on that end, just two blocks away on that end of the street. I got pictures today in my phone of the houses at the end of her block, one block away, where the water had just literally tore down walls of the houses. There were holes and all in those houses. 
to her house. Not a drop of water came into her house. The worst thing that happened was she had a shed in her backyard and it flew over the fence to her neighbor's yard. That was it. So if I tell you the power of God, he can keep you in the midst of the storm. But you've got to know who you are. You've got to be in position to speak with the authority and the power that he has given you so that you don't fall prey to the, the, the devices of the enemy. Because, again, all you're hearing on TV is the devastation and this is inevitable and thousands of people are going to be without power and yada, yada, yada. Okay? You know, that's why they made candles. That's why they made flashlights. Okay? So we... Again, in Sandy, we didn't have power for a couple of weeks. It was a little chilly because <laughs> it was in the wintertime in New Jersey, but we managed with no damage to her house. So this is what I'm saying to you people is to be encouraged in the midst of all that they're talking about that is happening in this earth realm. There are wars and rumors of wars, and everybody is afraid that North Korea is going to put their finger on the button, and we know that individual we got in the White House will put his finger on the button too. You know what? All you can do is say, God, how shall I intercede in this, in this arena? What what do you want me to pray? Because never forget now. I'm sorry. Okay, so the phone dropped. Are are you still there, Tanya? I'm still here. Okay, great, 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 great. All right. So all I'm saying is, you know, by the grace of God, if we trust him, if we stand firm in in what he has given us, the power and the authority, then nothing is normal, nothing is mediocrity. You know, we can live a supernatural life trusting and believing God every step of the way, and we will not allow the chatter of this world and this earth realm to grip us and cause us to shrink back, but we will forge ahead in all that God has given us. Since we're down to the last three minutes of the show, so go ahead and express your your heart to the people right now. Again, I just love the prayer that you pray for everyone in the beginning. What my sister is saying is the truth. I believe that prayer changes anything. I believe it's not about any about the materialistic value of things, but for God to show Himself mighty in your life, and maybe that that's what it's going to take to move your faith or. Move something that you've been struggling with. Allow God to show himself mm. mighty. But you got to be careful when you ask for that. Because things begin to mm. shift, move, and change. The atmosphere, everything mm. above, below, beneath, around you will change. Please know that. The power of Jesus. I heard T.D. Jake say it best. Do you really know what you're saying when you say Jesus? Because if you knew the power mm. alone behind that name, you would only use it when you really truly know that you need it. So this is what I'm saying. Jesus, 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 I trust you, Lord, for whatever it is in my life. That's all I can do. I like to give yes. it to people that when I tell people on my job. See, I tell you that because guess what? Sometimes I get weak. So I need you to help me sometimes and make me strong. And that's what my elder was saying, mm. my sister, and that's what DL's been saying. That's what I've been trying. We've been all trying to say to you. We, we want to listen so we can help build you up. So when we get down, yes. you can help build us up. This is what it's all mm, about. Yes. I pray for you. I'll say it again like the song says. I pray for you. You pray for me. And watch God change mm. things. 
and he will mm. change it. But I'm here when my sister yes, said, and she discussed heaven and what it was in. I'm here to tell you right now, I know what God showed me. He showed me in a vision, and it's every, 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 every bit of what Elder said is. I had never seen anything like it before. I'm here to say to you right now, there is a God. There is the Son, Jesus. There is a time when we're going to meet up with him and be with him and dwell with him. But for right now, he needs you to do what we, he's equipped us to do. He's, lost, he's yeah. left and he's given us talents. What are you going to do with your talents? So when he comes back and he mm. says to you, what have you done? Are you going to be the one that yeah. says, I buried it for you? Here it goes. Just like you gave it to me. It's just like how it is. Mm. Are you going to be the one that said, Father, over there, you remember those people? Yes, I fed them. You remember over there when I had an attitude, I decided to forgive them. Do you remember then? Mm. These are the things that God holds us accountable for, people. These are the things, yeah. not what they did to you, but what did you do to them? And again, what Elder's saying, I'm here to tell you, because I was a person that waddled many years and a very long time. Your attitude of what you're going to through is going to be your latitude and your gratitude of where you're going mm. to. So you just mm. need to really remember that because that's really powerful words. And we're not sitting here like symbols and just want to hear ourselves talk because we're here because we want to help transform lives because that's what God called yeah. us to do. In Jesus' name, I pray for each and every last one of you through your circumstances, your storms, through the rain. And I love you guys. Please be blessed. Mm, mm, I love it. I love it. Thank you, sis. Well, we love you. We are praying for you. We are believing God in the midst of the storms of your life, be it the natural storm, emotional storms, or spiritual storms. We are interceding on your behalf. Be safe. Be blessed. And we will be back with you again next weekend. God bless you. Let's keep it real Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BGW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus